Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello and welcome to the Glojo. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and this week I am pleased and excited to officially announce Chats with Chelsea. That's right. Chats with Chelsea is officially a segment where I interview one of my long-standing friends, accountability buddy, and mentor, Chelsea Newton. I interviewed Chelsea back in the fall of 2022, and we talked about what it takes and what it means to be a good friend. It was an absolutely incredible episode. The feedback that I received and and that she received was really, really positive. And, you know, it just got me thinking. Chelsea has been someone that I have turned to over the years for support, whether it's personal, professional. Chelsea is an HR professional. She's a trained executive coach. She was my boss at one point, so I know that she is this incredible leader who is so good at communicating. She is so inquisitive. Whether it's in business or life, Chelsea Newton is one of my go-tos for support. And that is why I am so pleased to announce that Chats with Chelsea is officially a thing. What that means is at the top of every quarter, Chelsea and I are going to be having a chat. We will be discussing a topic of interest. So like I mentioned, back in the fall of 2022, we talked about how to be a really good friend. And I will make sure that I link to that episode in the show notes. And today we're talking about accountability, what accountability is, what it means and what it looks like to be a really good accountability buddy and support someone who is near and dear to you, and what it looks like to actually be in an accountability buddy relationship. And so Chelsea and I are, if you haven't figured it out already, we are accountability buddies. And, you know, since we started connecting This way, I feel like our friendship has deepened as well. And it's really beautiful to be able to support each other through, you know, the highs and lows of life, but also in being really intentional in what we want to experience and what we want to create. And so in today's episode, we're going to share our number one secret for accomplishing goals. We're going to talk about tips for setting goals with soul extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation and which is more effective. We're going to talk about what makes accountability relationships work. We're going to share the seven C's of accountability and so much more. I adore Chelsea and I hope you do as well. I'm sure you will. And I cannot wait to hear what you think about this episode. If you are anything like me, you have a big vision and big goals and big ambitions for 2023, and you are ready to do what it takes to make it happen. And you know what? Being successful and achieving goals is so much easier when you're being supported along the way, and it's a lot more fun. So let's make sure that we are having fun. Having fun and being playful is one of the values at the Glojo. And so 
hop on the Glojo train. I'm excited for you to listen to this interview. Enjoy, and I cannot wait to hear what you think. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Glojo, Chelsea. It is wonderful to have you here today. I am so excited to be back. These are such fun conversations, and I can't wait to get into today's topic with you. Yes, they are fun. And so for everyone listening, if this is your first time tuning in to an episode with Chelsea, officially called Chats with Chelsea, you are in for a treat. Chelsea is a dear friend of mine. We have known each other for almost 20 years. She is an HR professional. She is an executive coach. And she is my go-to when I need support in business, in life, in all the different areas. I, When I reach out to Chelsea for a certain thing, I say, I'm pulling out the big guns <laughs> because I know that Chelsea is just so wise. You have so much wisdom. You have so much experience. You're one of the most well-spoken people that I have ever talked to. And I am so excited that Chats with Chelsea, officially a thing. And so for everyone listening, this is the beginning of 2023. And throughout this year at the Glojo, I'm really going to be focusing on glow getting and becoming a glow getter. And it's all about being successful, achieving your goals, while still feeling good and enjoying life. And Chats with Chelsea is going to be a quarterly thing. So it is January. You've got your Chats with Chelsea here. The next one is going to be in April and so on. So make sure you tune in, mark your calendars. And if there's anything that you want to hear Chelsea talk about in the future, let me know and I will make that happen for you. Today's chat with Chelsea is about accountability and the power of accountability and having accountability buddies. We're going to talk about some goal setting as well, because usually you have an accountability buddy when you are working towards a goal or something that you want to achieve. So I've just done a lot of talking. Chelsea, I'm going to turn it over to you. Do you want to share anything more about yourself or anything, anything? Do you want to share anything before we really dive into today's topic? I would say this is a topic I'm really passionate about. So accountability, goal setting, leadership. I mean, Leanne, you and I met because I was actually your leader, I think almost 20 years ago. And then after working together, we became friends and have become travel partners and business advisors to each other and just near and dear people to our hearts, to our families, to each other's families. And so I'm so happy to be here and support this journey. And I'm such a listener of the Glow Joy. I listen to it every week and so thrilled to be on quarterly. So can't wait to get started on today's topic of accountability. Amazing. Oh, I got chills when you were talking. And yeah, so Chelsea was definitely my manager, my leader, and she was an incredible one and a mentor. And then we actually have an episode that we've recorded already where we talked about how to be a really good friend. Chelsea is one of the like best friends that I have. And I mean, best is in nearest and dearest, but also like you're a really, really good friend. And so I'm going to make sure that I link to our first episode that was published in the show notes so everyone can go listen to that. It's really valuable. And now let's dive into accountability. So I know I just want to get right to it. Like what is accountability? What is an accountability buddy? I love your take on this. Well, to me, let's always start with the definition, right? Let's make sure we're on the same playing field or building the same foundation for the conversation we're going to have. And then we can build kind of the house layers or the walls of the house and then continue to build up as we go. So to me, accountability is about accepting and being responsible for your own actions and about delivering. So achieving goals, achieving results and being accountable or responsible for both the good and the bad actions that sometimes happen in your life. 
And I think accountability is important as a friend, as a leader, as an employee, as a sibling, kind of in every facet of our life. It's a really major player as a parent, for example, we need to be accountable and also teach accountability in our children. And, you know, the focus we're going to have today is really about leadership and also self-accountability. So as a leader, how do you empower and hold your people accountable and really help them learn self-accountability? And then for yourself, how do you actually be accountable to achieve some of those big goals that you want to hit? You know, New Year's, New Year's resolutions, probably a hot topic now that we're in January 2023. And so many are not achieved. And so we're going to talk about why we think that happens and maybe some tips and tricks on how you can be accountable to deliver some things in your own life that really matter to you. Yeah, I love that. Like you said, it's the new year. And I was doing some research before we hopped on for this chat today. And Oh, it's crazy. They say actually only 20% of people set New Year's resolutions, which I was like, wow, only 20% and only mm-hmm. 6 to 8% of those people achieve them. And there's so many different statistics out there around like, you know, maybe you work towards a goal for a week or two weeks and then that's it. It's just a thing of the past and guilty as charged. I'm someone who over the years, I have very ambitious goals and I usually have a ton of goals all at once. I'm like, and as soon as I get on a kick, I'm not just on a kick about one or two things. I'm on a kick about 20 things. And before I know it, I have this really unrealistic list. And so this year, I do not want to be a statistic. (laughs) That's why I'm bringing in the big guns, like I said. And so I would love to, first of all, hear your perspective on like anything you have to say about goal setting, this is something that I'm talking about in a few different episodes and areas of the Glojo, but I'd love to hear because I know that when you when we were talking, you said something so powerful before that was a visual in my mind and it just stuck with me. <laughs> Leanne, thank you so much for that reminder. Anyone who's worked with me or coached with me knows I love a great visual. I love a wonderful metaphor and I love the rule of three. I always talk about three actions three learnings, three next steps. And so to me, when I'm talking about goal setting, I think it's the rule of three, maximum five. If you can't fit it in one hand, it's probably overwhelming and not achievable. So you almost have to think if I'm setting my goals, can I literally fit them or describe them in one hand or on five fingers? And then probably there's enough mental power, physical power, emotional power, intellectual power in your life to achieve them. But if we start getting lists that are 20, 30, 40 items, they're probably overwhelming. And the wonderful thing about goals is once you achieve one, you can set a new one, right? So you might actually have 40 goals in a year, but you set them five at a time or three at a time. So I tend to think about goals as short-term goals, you know, middle-term goals and long-term goals. So I actually just achieved a goal that was a 10-year goal. So it was a big one. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So in executive coaching, there's three levels of coaches. And I was going for my second level, which required over 500 paid coaching hours, plus a whole bunch of school and professional credentials behind me. And it took me 10 years to get it because I was working full time and had children and doing coaching on the side and built house and all of these other personal goals. And I achieved it this year. And this was the year I said, okay, by 2022, I want to achieve it 10 years after I first did my coaching program. And I achieved it this year. So, you know, goals are not always short term in nature, but how do you then build little goals that lead up to the big goal if you have a really big one so that it doesn't become unmotivating and too daunting? 
Yeah. And I love that you said that because I'm like, wow, 10 years. Like one, it's hard. This might be where my commitment issues come in. I'm like, 10 years. I can't commit to that. (laughs) Um, But I love having the long-term, the midterm, and the short-term. When I think of short-term goals, to me, that's where the power of accountability and accountability partners and buddies comes into play. And so let's talk about accountability buddies and how, like what they are and how you can actually leverage. Well, I have a lot to say on this, but let's talk about accountability buddies. What, what's your perspective on this? So to me, an accountability is a coach or a support or a friend in your life that you feel comfortable with to share your goals. So you say, I want to achieve, you know, X goal by X, Y, and date. And I'm worried I'm going to slip. And so I want you to help hold myself accountable to achieve that goal. And so you make very specific requests. Is it a check-in? Is it a weekly call? Is it a, you know, monthly review of how you're doing? But it's someone that you set up to hold yourself accountable and someone that you know you have to share your progress with. So if you're not achieving it, are you comfortable sharing that with them or not? And to me, there has to be a high trust factor in an accountability partner because you want it's not all, always going to be roses, right? You're not always going to be on track, but they can notice that maybe you're off track and draw your attention to it and help you get yourself back on track. So you and I actually became accountability partners in lots of ways. Like we've done it in our businesses. <laughs> we've done it though most recently on fitness. And so I think that's a really great example we could talk about today. Yeah, I would love to share that. And one other thing that come that comes to mind, just to kind of continue to set this conversation up for in terms of framework, I know before when you and I were talking, we were talking about intrinsic and extrinsic motivation and how this mm-hmm. comes into play when we're setting goals. And then I do believe that this really links into accountability as well. So I'd love to hear your take again on intrinsic versus extrinsic. And then, yeah, I have lots to say about what it's what it's been like to have you as an accountability buddy and the benefits that I've experienced experienced in my life. And this is one of the reasons why we're talking about this. So thank you, because it's been so powerful for me. And I want to like sing it from the rooftops and let everybody know about this thing that I think we all have good intentions, but we never actually follow through and do it. But we have. <laughs> well, absolutely. Right. It's so easy to say, I'm going to get more fit this year. I want to get stronger. I want to get healthier. And it's what the, what is the motivation behind that? So let's again, give a definition. You know, I love a good definition. I'm a bit of a geek that way. But when we talk about intrinsic motivation, uh, it's about you're doing something for the personal reward or the growth of that behavior. So the behavior itself is actually the reward. Whereas when we talk about extrinsic motivation, you're doing something for a reward, recognition, or even potentially to avoid a punishment, right? So when you see this in leadership, at work, people do things to get rewards, to get higher bonuses, higher performance evaluations, that can be an extrinsic motivation or it can be an intrinsic motivation. It's a behavior or a skill that I personally want to learn and gain. And it's a skill that I use in my leadership, I use in my coaching, and I also use it in my parenting. And I actually wanted to share a funny story with you about this today, Leanne, as you know, I have two young children and we talk a lot about positive words in our house. So it's about setting an intention for the day or a purpose when we're going to school or we have an event. And it's not something we do every day. You know, I'm the parent that definitely has my moment as well, but I do try to come forward uh, with this parenting wisdom sometimes. And so my five-year-old was saying, you know, today, I want to be a good learner. I want to be a good listener today. I want to be kind. 
And then I said to her, well, Lily, can you help Ethan, who's three, set his positive words for today? And it was adorable because you see how your own behavior is coming out in these minis. And she said, Ethan, do you want to be a good learner today? Do you want to be a good listener? Do you want to be a good sharer? And then he said, yes, sharing. I share today. And that does not happen every day in our house. There are moments where they're squabbling over toys. And yet it was a really good example where I'm not setting a tone of behavior for them. They're actually setting an intrinsic motivational behavior for themselves. And that's something I'm really trying to create because I've worked a lot with my own executive coach on how do I seek my self-recognition and my self-pride versus always wanting to be recognized or rewarded in an external basis. And I think when you can make that shift from extrinsic to intrinsic motivation, that's actually when you create self-accountability and you actually achieve your results. So I, I believe there's such a close tie on moving to a place of intrinsic motivation and achievement of goals and results. Oh my gosh, that story. I was like getting a little teary-eyed. Um, Chelsea has the cutest kids. Oh my gosh, that is so sweet. And I can just hear Lily's voice <laughs> yeah. actually saying that. And I love, yeah, I absolutely love that. And so with intrinsic and extrinsic, I know for me, like one of the things that I'm going to be talking more about is like goals with soul. And to me, the soul is when it's nourishing, when it comes from within, and that really is being motivated from the inside out and for meaningful reasons. But why I know for me, I still love, so I like material things. I like nice things. I actually, right now I'm doing a gratitude challenge and there's this, like you, you map out what you want to experience and feel in different areas of your life. And there's this one prompt and it says material things. And usually I'm like, oh, I don't want to write that down because I don't, maybe I judge myself. And so this time I'm like, no, I'm going to write it down. I want red light therapy. I want all these things. And when I do that, I feel myself more motivated to, achieve more success in business, achieve these different things, because then I can buy those things. But when I think of why I want to buy the things, like actually most of the things on my list are health related. And it's to actually feel good. Because when I feel good, then I'm able to create, I'm able to connect with people, I'm able to be self-expressed, and I'm able to achieve these things and goals that actually have this deeper meaning to me. But I think it's taken me a while to get to the point where I can really sink into that deeper meaning. So what advice do you have for people in really tuning into intrinsic motivation? Because for me, at least, and I think maybe for a lot of people because of the material world we live in, it can be so much easier to seek, to go for the extrinsic motivation and to like really get our self-worth and approval from achievement and accolades and and things versus just feeling good inside. It's, it's easy in concept, but like way more difficult. Oh, I think it's one of the hardest things you can achieve actually as a professional and as you grow and as you tune into yourself. So a big part of it, I think is connection to values. And you and I talk about that a lot, right? So how are you living in your own values? How are you expressing your own values? How are your goals tied to living a life more fully in your values? I think values are a big part of it. And I also think it's really understanding what is driven by your goals. So for example, when it comes to health or fitness, which I know we're going to talk a bit about today, 
I found when it changed for me, when I created a behavior that felt good, it was about being strong and about being capable, not about how I physically looked. It was a totally different motivator. Same outcome, same activities required to do it. But my motivation when it became about being strong and doing things with my family and being able to carry a kid on my back hiking versus about, you know, a certain dress or a certain look, etc. I found that became a real differentiator for me. And so I think a big part of it is actually setting meaningful goals that achieve something you really want for a meaningful purpose. So how is it actually going to achieve the lifestyle that you want and and let you lead a life more embodying your values? Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I know for me over the years, like I'm just getting a flashback to when we used to work out together, when we, when we both lived in Edmonton back in the day. And like, I was just so focused on, I need to lose weight and I need to look a certain way. And looking back, I'm like, damn, I wish I had the body I had back then. And now though, my goals really are focused around feeling good, having energy. For me, it's about having energy and that mental clarity and feeling grounded and empowered. That's really where us being fitness accountability partners has really made a huge difference. And so, and I I touched on this a little bit like before, but over the years, I've had so many accountability buddies and I'll say accountability buddies in air quotes because it lasts maybe about a week. Last a week, we're both motivated. Maybe we kind of have similar fitness goals or similar goals, but it falls off really, really quickly. With you and I, it has been a couple years going strong. We have Apple Watches. Chelsea got an Apple Watch and was loving it. And then she encouraged me to get one and I absolutely love it. And it it is this external, it's extrinsic, but it actually is really connected to intrinsic. And so why for me having you and knowing that like Chelsea's going to see if I'm closing my loops or not, or we'll do our competitions, knowing that you're there to support me and checking in and that there's also this visible accountability because you can literally see when I'm active and when I'm not, it really motivates me to act in alignment with what I want to experience and the future me. Why do you think our accountability buddy experience has been different? And maybe for you, you actually have long-term standing, multiple standing accountability buddies. And if that's the case, like I'm really talking to the right person then because it's so different being an accountability buddy with you than other people. And I know for a fact that it's largely because of who you are and how you show up and how you view accountability and goals and responsibility. Well, A, thank you for the compliment. You're definitely making me blush, Leanne. You're welcome. (laughs) B, I'll share some of my thoughts on that. So to me, I think probably me being an actual coach and have training in accountability and holding people and believing in them and standing in the light and the future self and helping them see that they can achieve that. That's a lot of training I've done. It's just my fundamental belief as a coach, as a leader. So there's probably just something in my DNA that then believes in this and then embodies it and acts upon it is part of it. I also think it it can be learned. People can be great accountability partners. And to me, there's a couple things that are fundamental and why it works for you and I is number one, it's not a competition. So even when we talk Even when we talk about doing Apple Watch competitions where we're gaining points and trying to see who can achieve the most points in a week, 
we're a hundred percent rooting for each other. I actually don't care who wins and loses. I mean, I give it my all and I'm probably, you know, I, I get in there and I'm, I'm really definitely feel like I'm more accountable that week. And I really make sure I get my exercise in. And yet if you win, I'm so pleased for you. And so I think there's this no competition. We totally want and believe that the other person can achieve their goal. And sometimes they just need to get back on track. And I think number two, there's a kindness factor. So if I send you a text and say, hey, I noticed you haven't been getting out for exercise. What's going on? What's your goal this week? You know, do you want to have a chat? It's a genuine check-in that doesn't have judgment associated with it, right? It's a kind check-in. I care about you. I want to see how you're doing. And you just need a gentle reminder. I think that's a really key part. And number three is we truly help each other celebrate, right? Like I think when you win or when I win a competition or when you achieve a goal or I achieve a goal, we are 100% there for each other. And we want to celebrate each other's successes. And I think by bringing each other up, we just feel like collectively we're stronger. And I think that's a really big element because it's not about a winner and a loser. It's about winning together. Prior to this, again, I was doing some research and I found the three C's of accountability. One, having clarity, what you want to achieve. And I think that that's something that we both naturally are quite good at. It's like, okay, we've got our clarity. We've got our goals. We communicate it. So I'm going to throw, you know, throw that in as well. So we're going to turn it into five C's because I think it's clarity. And then I think you communicate it and it becomes more powerful when you share it with someone. Here's what I'll say. Choose your accountabilities wisely. There should be that trust there. Like you said, Chelsea, and when you were talking, I was reminded of this Brene Brown quote or saying, and she basically says, not everybody deserves your vulnerability. I know for me over the years, I want to be vulnerable. I want to be open, but it's vulnerable. It can feel scary. And if you're opening up about certain things, and what I realized is that like, yeah, damn straight. Not everybody deserves that. You've got to earn that role. And I think that's part of the reason why our accountability relationship works so well, because there is that kindness there. And so for everyone listening, like choose wisely. Third one is commitment. And so making the commitment. And then in the the article that I researched, they said to have the courage. So having the courage to get going, but we're throwing in the fifth C and that is celebration. <laughs> because you're right, we naturally do celebrate and we send each other messages and it's like, good job. And the one thing with Apple watches, if we're not doing competitions, I can send you positive little like great job. But when we're doing a competition, they're all negative or they're all they're ruthless. Like, they're ruthless. Yeah, it's kind of like, and maybe it could be cheeky, like with some people I could see myself sending them, but for you, no way. Because we are truly cheering each other on. That could be the sixth C as well. <laughs> We're going to have to, I'm going to refine. We now have like six Cs. It went from three to six. Um, but I think that these are all the elements that have made our accountability buddy relationship so powerful. And so Apple as well, or anybody listening, if you have contacts at Apple, let's get some positive, like, yeah, go get them statements recorded in there because yeah, you can do a competition, but you can still celebrate the other person. And I think that's a big factor, right? And I love that about you too. So I would, you know, extend the same compliment back to you, Leanne, as I know, I often share with you, okay, I'm going for this big goal, or I'm achieving this, and you'll just drop a note in. And I don't know if this is 
is a sixth sense that you just have. But sometimes on those days where I'm like, I am not getting out for a workout or when I'm working on a big personal goal or professional goal, oh, I'm just overwhelmed by it. And sometimes I get a, hey, I haven't heard you talk about this. Do you want to have a check-in this weekend? Or do you want to go for a walk and talk? And we live in different cities and have, I mean, most of our adult lives, like I think since our early 20s. And so we're going on probably like 15 or more years of our friendship. We haven't lived in the same place. And yet we're still really good accountable partners and we do check in and we do make time to see each other, right? And so I think it also ties to the whole session we did on friendship about being a good friend and being accountable and and really making time for someone is really important in accountability. And celebration is huge. We have always celebrated each other's successes and it's not a competition. And I think that part is just so important. So another C we could discuss, it's not a competition, it's an anti-competition, but it creates yeah. motivation, right? And and that to me is where our watches, our friendship, our accountability mm-hmm. partner relationship that we've actually defined as a sub-function of yeah. our friendship is creating this extrinsic motivation, but it reinforces the intrinsic motivation. And it's this nice complementary skill set where we're helping each other create habits mm-hmm. that make the behavior the reward itself. And when we get off track with that, we just give a gentle nudge or a gentle reminder to get each other back on track. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important thing in being an accountability buddy. And the one thing that you talked about, and I just want to highlight, you know, you gave the tip to our listeners to make sure that they choose wisely. Mm-hmm. And mine is be clear. So be clear on the request. This is my goal. This is how I need you to help me and give feedback along the way. So, Hey, I'd love to hear from you a little bit more often, or, you know, that really worked when you did that. Can you make sure you check in on me that way and give feedback. So it works for you. Find an ebb and flow of being an accountability partner, because this is about being in for the long haul, right? You need an accountability partner, usually on the big meaty goals that are going to take some time to achieve. I feel like we're accountability partners for life. We are. <laughs> we are. I love that. And the other thing I'll add in, it's like, this is where I love our conversations. It's like building on top of each other, being able to actually, so getting clear and communicating that, but then also being able to look ahead and have the self-awareness to know when we, when you might need additional support. So I know there's times where I'm like, I'm in a rut or I have a really, really busy week coming up, but I know that I want to prioritize my fitness and getting out for my walks and moving my body and doing different things. And so I'll reach out and I'll be like, Hey, (laughs) I need a little, I need, I need a boost. I need some support. I need some encouragement and you're always there. And so thank you for always being there. And for everyone listening, don't be shy. You know, we're human. One of the things I want to do at the Glojo is normalize what it is to be human. <laughs> like it's great and it's hard. So let's just be honest about it. And let's not be ashamed or shy or feel less than or whatever stories might be going through our heads when we actually truly just need a boost and we need some extra support. Absolutely. And being clear and communicating, it feels vulnerable. And I yeah. love the quote you shared because not everyone deserves that. I am such an extrovert. I'm so outgoing. And yet I'm also still quite a private person. And so I would say my really close friends, I can count, you know, in in single digits. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that get the vulnerable me because I do like to look like I have my life all together. But it's the people that know the real story behind it. And when I'm struggling that really help 
me be vulnerable, be accountable, and continue to move forward, right? Like the accountability partner is helping you create that sense of responsibility in yourself mm-hmm. by actually sharing the responsibility of that a little bit, yeah. if that makes sense. Just that nudge, right? You still own like 99% of it, but it's that 1% that sometimes you just need to veer back onto the right path or the right track. Yeah. And it feels good. Like for me, it feels good to be an accountability buddy. I love supporting people. And I I think one of my um, strengths is I am a natural cheerleader. Like I want the best for people. I like cheering people on. And so it feels so good. All right. So I absolutely love the conversation we've been having. It went from me finding an article with three, the three C's of accountability. And we have now created the seven steps and seven C's of accountability. And so I'm going to recap them. And then I would love for you to just interject and hop in along the way and share your perspective. So the very first one is getting clear. This is clarity. You need to know what you want to achieve. Having those goals mean make them meaningful, intrinsic versus extrinsic. Anything that you want to share? And I think there it's really about writing them down, right? So having something you can reference, you can better define over time and that you're aligned on what that goal actually means. So defining the goal that you want to achieve so you know what to be accountable for. Yeah, I love it. The second C is communication. So communicating, what do you want to achieve? And then I just had another one come to mind. Choose wisely. Figure out who who is your accountability buddy. But that's like great to begin with. So I don't know, maybe it's eight. But communicate to your accountability buddy. You are the communication queen. Is there anything that you want to share with people about how they can communicate clearly to get the results they want? I think it is choosing your accountability partner wisely, as you said, and then communicating what you need from them. So what does that mean, being an accountability partner? Is it checking in daily, weekly, monthly? What works for you? What doesn't work for you? And it can be an ongoing natural feedback loop where, you know, together you create kind of the culture of accountability on what's working for both of you. I love it. The third C is commitment. And so this is where I think like, yeah, making it official. So you communicate, ask for what you need, and then commit, commit to yourself, commit to each other. The fourth C is courage, having the courage to act, having the courage to want better for yourself, having the courage to create new habits. It can be uncomfortable, but staying connected to like that meaningful goal and that soulful goal that you want to achieve. Number five is cheerleading. So cheer each other on along the way. Number six is it's not a competition. And then seven is celebrating. It's about celebrating your own successes and your own achievements and celebrating other people. And so is there anything else you want to add on all of this, Chelsea? Well, I think accountability is about growing up as a professional, growing up as an individual, right? And not just seeking that gold star or the participation ribbon, but about really doing things that feel good for you and are fueling the feel good, as you would say, Leanne. And I think the older I get and the more mature I get in recognizing what really matters to me and what I care about, the more I become intrinsically motivated and the more accountable I am on actually achieving those behaviors. And I'm not perfect. I fall off the wagon, I fall off my goals, I need that reminder to get back on. But it's about recognizing it's okay to restart, recognizing it's okay to reset, 
and just moving forward. It's all about growth and growth is not a linear line, right? It's a squiggly line that takes lots of loop-de-loops and back and forth to achieve, but it's about ultimately moving forward in your life and feeling better in how you show up and feeling better in what you're achieving and feeling better about how you're showing up for those in your life that you care about. And to me, that's just about being a good human. And that's why I listen to the Glojo, because those are the lessons that I hear about in every podcast. And I'm just so pleased to be part of the conversation with the chats with Chelsea. So thanks for having me. Thank you. It's like I'm feeling, feeling the love. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for making the time in your busy schedule, because I know it is busy um, with your, your career and your coaching and your family and your kids and your cute new dog that you have. (laughs) So you are one of the busiest people I know. So it really means a lot to me that you're willing to make time to join myself and everyone here at the Glojo. And I cannot wait for what 2023 has in store. Like we've talked about chats with Chelsea and it was official, but it's like extra official now. And I love that it's just going to be the first month of every quarter. I'm going to make sure that everyone can find you and I'm going to continue to just like sing your praises from the rooftop because you've been such a key player in my life, in all areas of my life and helping me achieve what what I've set out to achieve. So thank you. Well, Leanne, thank you for having me on and what a fabulous way to start 2023. So I can't wait to be back in a couple months. And if anyone has any topics they'd love Leanne and I to discuss, please definitely write a comment, provide a review, get in touch with Leanne and we will make it happen. I love it. And before we officially sign off, where can people find you? I'll link to everything in the show notes, but let's hear it directly from you. Perfect. You can find me on LinkedIn is probably the best way at Chelsea Newton on LinkedIn. And Leanne will probably link my contact in the show notes. I do some coaching on the side, but I do have a full-time job in oil and gas. So it's a busy, busy life, but would love to hear from you. And LinkedIn is probably the best way to get in touch with me. Sounds great. LinkedIn it is. I will make sure to include that link in the show notes. Thanks again, Chelsea. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Show some love. Five-star rating. You can write a review and share how much you love Chelsea too, and I'll make sure she gets that. (laughs) So have a great day, and I look forward to seeing everyone back in the Glojo next week. Bye for now.